following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode 364. 364. Lost count there for a minute. You would think I would be more prepared for this, but I'm not. No, and it's pre-recorded. That's the beauty of it. (laughs) It's just, we just do this. We have some fun with it. We've got a great show lined up for you this time out here on the program. Uh, You're going to meet a very delightful lady, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. In fact, there's going to be some music in this episode, too. So that's always that's always a nice little day of brightener for everybody, especially if you're suffering from cabin fever, which is kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Uh, you know, usually when you're, you know, like if you're stuck at home for whatever reason, say, I don't know, uh, bad weather, you know, it, it, around this time of year, that's a, that's a thing. You might be in a place where, you know, getting out and about is probably going to be hindered by of a certain amount of frozen precipitation <laughs> that and that's a thing and then after a few days of this you're like I've got to get out of this house I've got to go somewhere I got to go do something and then you kind of ride it out but the difference is now with you know this pandemic this covid-19 business we're trying to wrap our heads around what it must be like um you know you you psych yourself up for these things you know um you know like, for example if you're going to take a long drive you know, if you know you're going to be like, I, I'm going to be out on the road and it's going to be probably, oh, I don't know, a 12 hour drive. You kind of get, you, there's a you know, day before you kind of get yourself uh, set up for the fact that you're going to be behind the wheel of a car for a fair amount of time. And uh, you, you, you just kind of get, you, you get yourself ready for this. You might load up uh, some podcasts. You might uh, get some stuff to listen to while you're a book on tape, perhaps, or something like that. And you're, you know, an audio book, I should say, book on tape. Boy, who's the old man now? <clears throat> But as you as you get ready for this, so you get there and you get behind the wheel and then and then you're good to go because you know that's where you're going to be. And what we've had to deal with with the pandemic, with COVID, uh, when those of us that have uh, well, those who have uh, been able to stay at home and work from home for the most part have had their problems with, you know, psychologically in dealing with being stuck at home. Totally understandable, but it was, but we knew this going in, you know, four months from now, it'll be a year since the real lockdowns really started to occur. Think about that. I mean, we, we've been, we've acclimated to this fairly well. It's like we've acclimated to wearing a mask. We've acclimated to trying to maintain some social distancing. We've had to stop a lot of the things that we like to do. So psychologically we could, we we seem to be doing okay. Now, look, my situation's a little bit different. I own a I own a st- another studio and it's it's very tightly controlled as to what goes on in and around there and you know I go down there and I do a morning show which is nice because I'm, I'm having to you know I have the ability to sort of avoid being stuck at home now I don't have a problem with being at home <laughs> that's not trust me I love it on that same token you're dealing with uh you know the 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 ins and outs of day-to-day living you know I gotta go I gotta go put some gas in my car I gotta go uh, I got to go to the store. I got to go buy some dog food. I got to go do this or that or the other. I bring this up because today uh, I went. I was out. This is the end of January, by the way. I, I went out and um, uh, ran ran a couple of errands. Went to a, a market to pick up some uh, vegetables and some fruit and that, and that kind of stuff. And you know, social distancing and, and all that. And we're all just kind of going through the whole thing. 
but I can tell that there are people that are are starting to get a little antsy, not in a bad way, just a little antsy about stepping out. And they want to go out. They want to go do things. They want to go be a part of what their life uh, used to be like. And, you know, we heard early on in the in the the beginning of this whole thing, this notion of the new norm. And the new norm is going to be, I think, pretty good. It's going to slow us down, I think, as a society. We've had this tendency to, you know, go, go, go. And there's all this rushing and all this running around and all this other kind of things to do. And with the vaccine uh, basically here, excuse me, and upon us, then there's this there's this thing that hey, things are looking good, and they are they are starting to look up. Things are starting to look pretty good. I can't uh, I can't complain about this. We still have to be slow and methodical about it, of course. But nevertheless, I'm kind of okay with the way things are starting to shape up. Uh, perhaps when it comes time to get the vaccine, I'll be there in line with the rest of us chickens and uh, and and getting getting the thing done. Um, trust me, I'm ready to have my life return to as much of a pre-pandemic condition as possible. It's going to be a while, though. It's going to be a little bit a while. Things seem to be, like I said, things to be looking up. But, you know, it is, it's kind of fun to sort of, you know, like when I went into the market today, it was sort of palpable. The people that were in there kind of getting their shopping done. And they're, they're, there's a lot, of, a lot of eyeballs moving around the room over the top of those masks. Who are you? What are you doing? You know, what, what do I, and, and of course, I'm like trying to smile and say, it's all cool. I'll step over here. I'll get out of your way. These common courtesies that are happening, but you're smiling behind the mask. They don't know that, they, you know, it's unless they can, unless you can smile with your eyes, which seems to be the kind of thing to do. Uh, a, a side effect that I did see that has been very cool is that people have become a lot more polite. And I think that's that's a good thing. We've we've needed that for a long time, and it's and it's and it's taken something like this to have happen. You know, half a million dead Americans, and all of a sudden people start smiling again. I know that sounds bad just on its surface, but the idea is, look what we've gone through, and look where we've been, and look what we have to do to get back to where we want where we want to be. And the thing to do is to be kind and be generous and 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 be sweet and not be in so much of a goddamn rush. Just slow down. You know, help out, help out your neighbor. And we're, and I'm starting to see that. And it's, I think it's kind of cool. It really is. People are becoming a lot more pleasant and it's unfortunate that it took this to have to happen, but you know, there it is. It has. And, uh, you know, and I can tell you, uh, from my perspective on things that, uh, you know, those of you that have, that are still leery and, you know, yeah, stay, stay leery, stay at home, um, uh, and try and be safe and take care of yourself and take care of others that are around you because it's important. It, it really is. It's, it's, it's incredibly important. So on that note, <coughs> we have a, pardon, we have a great program for you here, uh, on the, on the show, uh, this time out, we're going to meet uh, a delightful lady, uh, from uh, New York. Yes. And she's going to give us her perspective on COVID too, because she's an entertainer. She's a musician. Uh, she's an artist. She's she hey she's doing. She started something that was really really cool, the painting a day. And we're gonna hear about that. And we're gonna sh- you know, show you how you can go see all this stuff. And you're gonna hear some music that was done as well. And the story behind all of this. It's great. It's fantastic. It's the lovely Rue Star, and she is next right here from Radioland. Don't run away. Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. Now that we're all spending more time at home, let us help you keep things feeling calm and peaceful. We have a huge selection of incense, including sticks, cones, and powders, along with burners to keep your home smelling great and feeling calm. 
We also offer sage, palo santo, smudges, and room sprays. Add some crystals, singing bowls, or candles, and choose from a variety of mindful living gifts to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomcloisetmemphis.com. My guest this time out joins us via the miracle of the internet. She's been called a firebrand by the New York Times. She's a girl about town. She's a rocker. She's an actor. She's everything you ever hope to be. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Or Miss, Mr. What am I thinking? Mrs. Ms. Ms. The lovely Rue Star. Hi, Rue. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm fine. I'm so, I butchered all that up. I've been drinking way too early today. That's all right. That's all right. I've heard a lot worse. <laughs> uh, you're uh, you're at the uh, you're in the, the the greatest city in the world. You're in uh, New York City. Is that right? That is correct. And to me, it is the greatest city of the world. We are a little wounded these days, but oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else during this time. And it's where my heart is. I am definitely a two one two in my blood. Oh, I hear you. I, uh, I we've all watched. Uh, you know, of course, down here in Memphis, we've. I can't say we've escaped any of it, but uh, uh, watching this pandemic unfold and what happened in New York was just astounding. It was yeah. shocking, quite frankly. And uh, yeah. I, I, did you get through it okay? Did or, or are you still well, fighting well? Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm, well, there's that. I'm a, a lucky one, but the beginning was pretty intense here, and and I feel like it set the stage for where we are today. You know. Yeah. Um, we got hit so hard so fast that now it's just coaxing along, but I feel like they're afraid to open up, you know, like we're a lot of things, a lot of businesses are gone forever. Yeah. That happened here too. A lot of the mom and pop places uh, that had been around forever, they just couldn't get through all of this. And it, no. and it, it's, it's very sad. And, and like you were saying with, how hard and fast it came at New York. It was almost as if, you know, you, you, you went to bed and then woke up and this happened. It was just, it was that quick. Yeah. It was creeping slowly. Like things were getting weird. Like it was feeling strange and odd and creepy, but then it just like blew up and I lost a very dear friend right at the very beginning. And uh, yeah, an amazing songwriter. His name is Alan Merrill. He actually is the person that wrote the song, I Love Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't know it. And um, it, he always called me his sister. And, like, he was my brother, basically. Yeah. And I, I I will always tell people that he is the person who wrote I Love Rock and Roll, you know? And um, you can Google it anywhere. He was in a band called The Arrows, and he was living in London. And that song actually was in response to the Rolling Stones. I like rock and roll, but I like it, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he wrote "I love rock and roll" in response to that. And um, and then the person who made it the giant hit actually was in England and saw him performing it on television there. Yeah, and wanted to cover it. And the rest is history. Wow, that's something I didn't know. That I thought I thought that was I thought that was her song all the way through. Not her song, and and she acknowledged it when he died. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But uh, it's a long story. But no, he he died March 29th from bloody COVID, and he was gigging up until like March 12th. I mean, like you know, it was still he, working. Yeah. Yeah, and he was just like, he knew he was sick, but like, he was like, I'm going to get better. I'll be fine. And then bam. So like, that was a bad way for it to start for me. Yeah. And um, it kind of made it real and it made it all just, but now 
it's a little different. I mean, I know people that have passed away from this thing. It's no joke, but here we are prevailing. I'm, I'm luckily healthy and, um, I hope you are too. I am. Yes. Thank you. I've, uh, it, there was sort of a kind of a dark joke that was floating around the studio about, it. it's like, man, I'm, I'm starting to feel left out because I know all these people that have had it. And it's like, I don't know. Am I going to wind up on some list by, by not having it? You know, uh, yeah. hopefully it's a good list. And you know, yeah. with the vaccine coming around the corner here, it looks like, uh, you know, things, I think we're, I think there's less of it than more of it ahead of us. Uh, if that makes sense. I, hope so. I, I, I can't tell by what they say on television and stuff it's, I, it's tough yeah well it, it's hit the entertainment business so damn bad and i know that's been you know it's the it's like everything else the arts are the first thing to get it gets cut but yet it's the first thing everybody turns to when they're stuck at home you know they're exactly. they're listening to music they're watching tv they're streaming movies and stuff like that so and i i, I would suppose it's affected you as well yeah, because I am a musician and, and like all the gig places, all the clubs are closed. So, I mean, but virtually has been really taken over the world. And yeah. I've been like finding like virtual gigs. I've been playing a lot in the UK. So it's like, it's crazy. I get all these gigs and these virtual bars and open mics and stuff in the UK. And it's just five hours ahead. So if I play at like five o'clock here, it's um, 10 o'clock there. And, yeah. And I keep getting asked back. So that's been a lot of it lately. Like then I, I host, a, I used to host a web show for many, many years, which I stopped and people were asking me to bring it back. And someone um, from this hot indie media said, I'll help you. And I said, I'll do one episode, but it can never be like the old show. My old show was called Ruin Who. Yeah. And this one we called Renegade Ruin Who. And it's just like, we just, we're going on episode 60. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said one. <laughs> I said one. One. I and now there's 60. <laughs> now we're, we're having episode 60 this week. And it just, it's, it's where people come on and everyone can share their life, their art, a song, a poem, your aura, you sure, know. Sure, sure. And, and you get people from all over the world. So it's, it's just changing the game. You know, artists have to, figure out their next move. We can't just sit and, you know, I, I know my creative stuff. Sometimes I think, Oh, I haven't written a song. I've, I've only written like, I don't know, two songs on the guitar this, this time, but I've learned ukulele during the pandemic ah. and I have, because I teach. So I have a student that was like, can you teach ukulele? And I was like, mm, do you know anything? And she's like, no, I'm like, yeah, I can teach. <laughs> we'll learn together. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, no, I can do that. So that's what I've been doing. And now the ukulele has turned into my little friend and it's just great. I mean, I wrote a bunch of songs on there, but I know I, I don't retain any of them, but <laughs> yeah, but it keeps you going. You know, you just, you gotta just, wiggle around the the holes in the road you know and oh sure yeah memphis is a is a is a showbiz town as well there's so much oh, music here well, and, uh, and, you know, memphis. and yeah and you know i've been talking to these artists over this past year i've i've been on the air at radio memphis for nine years and and it's focused around uh the local the local scene here and you know we're talking to these artists and i'm like hey, what are you what are you doing what are you, you know how are you how are you holding up and well, I'm doing a lot of writing. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of that. Or I've been I've been laying down a lot of demos. We're expecting the studios when they come back up, if if there's any that still are, if they come back up, they're going to be yeah. busy, you know? Yeah, those are the places that are hurt. All the local, you know, restaurants here are the ones that are oh, doing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so sad. But um, 
Yeah, I, I know. I know people that write and write and write. I, I, I go through spurts, you know, yeah. and I, I've been drawing every day. I accidentally fell into a project that I had no idea I'd be doing. And I have been drawing a drawing a day since this pandemic began. And um, every drawing is from people's suggestions. So I highly recommend if you have a suggestion to give it to me because this pandemic's not ending. I, I, I just need things to draw until it ends. And truthfully, today was day like 308 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I, I know because I post daily um, a drawing a day. So there's one place where I keep record of the numbers and then I always forget the number. I don't know how that is. Like for some reason, I can't retain what number it is, but I know it today was around 308. <laughs> did, did, did you do one today already? You're, you're... I do. Oh, I, post, I do it every single day. And um, and then I post it on Instagram and then I save them all on this Patreon yeah. thing. But um, I haven't figured out Patreon yet or whatever. But but yeah, no, I, I do one every day from people's suggestions. I, I draw every day i I saw those uh on your on your instagram page and they're delightful they're uh they're they're they're, kind of cool to kind of there's a bit of whimsy happening over there with that i have you know i'm always on the job training in every art i do so (laughs) (laughs) so it was 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 uh, you know being a a physical artist is something you've never done before until until now i've always been a doodler like if you looked at any of my school books they were just loaded with doodles and i i often draw like just doodles on envelopes you know like i'm i'm doing stuff like that but i never like took direction of things to draw like right and it happened by accident it just happened that i happened to post something a drawing on sunday march 15th and somebody said i didn't know you can you draw this for me and i was like I will try. I don't know. And then I did. And then the next day someone said, can you draw this for me? And then I, then we were in pandemic on Monday. So I was like, Oh, well, since this is happening was while it's a pandemic, let me draw from people's suggestions. Not did I know that it was going to go to 300 and something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, at least you're not bored. No, it's, it's a commitment. (laughs) I'm, I'm like that. I'm a, I'm like a very like, you know, if I make a commitment, I stick to it. You're you going to you're going to sell any of these pieces? I have sold some of these pieces. Wow! Wow! Yes, I I will sell them. I have sold you know a bunch of them already. Um, it's not like I advertise it, but if people people ask, I definitely will print it out and sell it. Um, I sell copies. I don't sell the original. You don't sell the original. Yeah, yeah. No, but um. Yes, I've actually sold a bunch of them and hope to sell more. You know, maybe when this uh, when this whole thing is uh, is behind us, uh, maybe you should take a few select pieces and and get them over to a gallery and show them and do the whole wine and cheese, the you know the the hoity oh, toity yeah, stuff. You know, absolutely. Uh, people already asked me. I have two options so far of of having a show when when it's appropriate. Sure, yeah. sure. That would be a dream, man. I can't believe it, but yeah, totally. The, There's the, a lot. The the quarantine collection, or what you know, whatever yeah, I call you want. My pandemic art collection. There you yeah. go. Yeah, my pandemic. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't spell pandemic without panic. So you know. Yeah, there you go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Definitely has been a therapy for me, you know, and a, a ritual, a daily ritual. I have to do my drawing, you know, like. 
Definitely. It's on the list of things to do daily. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Yeah. Cause you know, you can go crazy if you're, you know, stuck in, in, yeah. in your, in those same four walls all day long, every day, we've all seen all of Netflix, you know, there's, there's nothing yeah. new to see. Yeah. There's some good stuff on some of those channels. I get bored a lot, but um, I have found certain little things that catch my attention yeah. without me changing the channel. Yeah, was it there saying when this all when this all comes up, we're all going to be uh, 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 way overweight and probably with an alcohol problem? Yeah, it's very easy for that trap door to open. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, you've got to you got to and you got to take care of yourself. You know, it, yeah. uh, you know, uh, not just physically, but you know, mentally as well. Absolutely. You know, I've been fortunate. Uh, the uh, the studio that I work at is not far from here, and I don't really encounter anybody. And once I get down there and, you know, close the doors, ain't nobody's going to bother me. So it's, it's, and I'm driving by myself down there. So there's, there's that. I mean, I do have the, I'm fortunate I have the escape and it does. There's a certain Zen to just going somewhere to do something and then coming, coming back, you know, coming home. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I do love New York city because you can just walk around the block and change your thinking in a second. You know, I mean, it's not like it is, you know, you see a lot of like, closed places but um it's still new york and you you know i'm lucky i live you know near a lot of things that aren't closed uh you know so like whatever i need is basically at my fingertips i feel almost like i don't know i it's almost like that uh survivor's guilt thing i have it so easy in many many ways you know and yet I don't want to get on a plane to visit family, which I oh, God, feel like no. I know. And I feel so bad about that, but you know, I'm, I, that's why, I mean, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else except where I am right now. I, I, love my- I don't think you could pay me to get on a plane right now. I, I just, the thought of that, you know, and I'm, it's not that I'm a germaphobe, well, kind of a germaphobe as it is, but I, I just suck it up and deal with it. You know, when I want to have to do any traveling, but, but it's not like I'm walking around in a spacesuit either, you know, as. Yeah, of course, of course, but, but there's still- that just don't feel right. But I, I did have the lucky pleasure of this summer to record a music video. Yes. Of, of a song that was recorded the summer before, which we were supposed to make a music video in a little different format. Sure. And this is the video of the song To Sir With Love. Yeah. That is a cover of Lulu from the film To Sir With Love yeah. that has a lot of significance in my life. And uh, Zest Radio Show, who happens to be in Canada, who happens to be one of the most supportive people in my life of all of the things that I do, uh, asked me, would I consider covering that song? And he didn't know. I have a brother that is like my producer from up above, from heaven. Yeah. And that was his favorite movie. Oh, wow. So I... I even have the album that was my brother's, the the old vintage record album of the movie To Sir With Love. And I said, gosh, I have the album and it's my brother's thing. And I know he's producing it right now. So it took a while for it to actually happen. And then I have this band that fell together by divine intervention called The Roulettes. Yes. And um, I record in Baltimore with this label called Monterey Records. And I said... Um, can we do to serve with love? And they were like, yeah, come on down to Baltimore. So we had a road trip and the girls and I went to Baltimore, recorded the song. It came out great. And uh, then Zest said, okay, now we need a music video. 
So he picked a director who he loved named Christopher Martini. And this now was like September, October of 2019. So we get in touch with Christopher. He's totally into it, loves the song, and says he's busy till the end of the year. So he'll he'll meet with me in January. Uh-huh. We meet in January of 2020. Get a game plan. Figure it all out. He has a friend named Jimmy King to be the artistic director. Jimmy King was David Bowie's private photographer. Yes, yes. All those last photos you saw of Bowie, you know, the, the last shots were all from Jimmy King. Wow. He was going to fly in from England to be a part of this team. And everything was falling into place. And then we decided to make the video March 21st. Oh, no, no. Then it, yes. then it so didn't. Then it went yeah. From March 21st to March 28th. And then it went to April 25th. And then it went to, we'll shoot it after the pandemic. And then when June hit, I was just like, I don't think we should wait because if we wait, we'll never get it done. So um, Christopher figured out a way to now also my band, one girl stuck in Utah, one girl's in Georgia, one's upstate New York. So now we're all like, and now the director is in DC. So we're, we're nowhere near each other, any of us. And we figured out a way how to do a virtual video because what else can you do in a pandemic? So that was during the summer and Christopher figured out how to shoot each of us. We had meetings on how to set our cameras. Everything is done through FaceTime and the video magically happened. And now it's debuting on um, January 23rd. So it's out on YouTube. Yeah. Every view will donate 10 cents to a charity called Feed the Children up until 10,000 views. So Zest Radio is producing that part of the video that because in the movie To Serve With Love, if you remember, it's all about respect and teaching children how to really be okay. And there's a scene in the film where they're cooking a meal and he's teaching them how to, you know, just do it right. So Feed the Children is a charity that we chose because no child should go hungry and it's international and they really do feed children worldwide. And make sure that, you know, no one's hungry going to school. And we just thought that that was just a perfect thing with the two sir with love vibe to um, make it a big to do. No, that's fantastic. Now to be able to to create that and, you know, having a song that special and then just turning into, you know, a a hand to a charity and to, to everybody else who are fans, they must love it. Yeah. So we're hoping to get the 10,000 views and, um, and make the world a better place because that's a lot of stuff that we have to focus on right now too, because it can just, you just hear so much of the other all the time that I just try to focus on the other, that the better part. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're involved in a, in a similar thing, but we're feeding musicians and, uh, you know, cause you know, these are full-time, you know, artists that are out of, you know, out of work right now. And, you know, these are older cats. These are some of the old blues guys. And, you know, they don't, you know, they, it, it really upset me to hear that there were guys who were having to decide if they were going to eat or get their medicine. And I thought, you know, yeah. you know, it just pissed me off. And so, you know, let's, let's do this. And, and we have, and it's so far been pretty successful. So I, I get what you're saying. You got to, you got to, got to do something to make the world a little bit better. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Memphis has a ton of musicians that, that can't play right now. I oh, mean, yeah. you know. The king is from there. I mean, yeah. how far are you from Graceland? 
About 15 minutes. Wow. How yeah. many times have you been? I've uh, I've physically I've been here since '97, and I've uh, I've been there I think maybe three times. That's two, good. That two or three sounds times. good. Yeah, I, you know it's fun. To, there's people that are from here that have never set foot on the place, and well, I understand that because like I truthfully had never gone to the top of the Empire State Building, or yeah. you know, I mean, but I have been now. Um, but I only went when I had kids. Yeah. Like you know, like, I I never did go to most places. But that's understandable that people from there never went. It's turned into sense. this kind of a weird uh, Disneyland for rednecks type of thing. I mean, there's a whole yeah. performance center there. There's, I mean, it's you know they're doing a virtual tour now of Graceland, and it's like a hundred bucks to go Whoa. virtually walk. And I'm like, I'm not paying you a hundred bucks until y'all take me upstairs. I want to, you know, I want to go up there. But wow. but they don't do that. <laughs> so wow. but, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's a tourist trap type of thing, but at the same point, you know, when you're, when you come here to visit, it's almost a kind of a must thing. You got, you got to go do it. You yeah. got to go see it. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope to one day. Yeah. Um, I live in a little part of Memphis called Midtown and literally at the end of my, at the end of this block that I'm on around the corner is a house that has a small guest house in the back. And a neighbor of mine was telling me that back in the day, um, there was a, uh, there was a young lady who lived in that little, that little house over there and Elvis would come roaring down, down this street that I live on, on his motorcycle and ride around to the corner over there to go pay a visit to this girl that lived in this little, this little shack right there. And at the other end of the block for where he would come from was where Priscilla would have her hair done. It was a place called the beauty shop, which is now a restaurant called the beauty shop. Ah, so yeah, there's a little bit of little history right, right here, you know, right here underneath. Oh, my feet. I want to go there. I want to go to that beauty shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do a lovely brunch. They 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 just put in these. Uh, I got they look like greenhouses. They probably are. They're on the sidewalk and they're pods, and they'll hold like four people. And you can right. you can eat outside and and be isolated and uh, and safe. And they're trying to figure well, out a way to keep their doors open. Wow. So so things in Memphis are closed. Oh, yeah. Beale Street's closed. It's been closed for a while now. Uh, Nashville seems to be... I have a daughter living in Nashville. Yeah. And I still haven't made it to Memphis, but she has. But Nashville, a lot of it's open. There was a weird thing that happened here where um, the city and the county said, hey, we're going to shut everything down to 25% capacity. That's what they said. And then the restaurant owners said, screw you. We're staying open. Shut us down. I can't live on 25% of what I used to make. And, right. and so they stood their ground and, and the ones that decided to just close, close, they just did. But the ones that stayed open, they're, they're running at full capacity. No one's blowing any whistles or anything like that. It's not, right. it's, but Beale street is closed. I mean, that's the, that's the big entertainment district and oh, okay. all, all the, clo- that's where all the, that's where there's 32 stages down there and, or 40 stages. something, right. And not, there's not, there has not been an act on any of those stages for quite some time now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's really and I mean Broadway is closed. I know, that's crazy. It's really crazy. And like they thought it would open in January. Now they say, you know, summer, but like it doesn't seem like any it's just so weird. It's like the Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah like like movie theaters. You can't you can't go see They're a movie. They're closing here. Yeah. They're like closed like giant movie theaters with 20 movie theaters in them. I know they'll never reopen. I how I, it's just interesting to see how we will be on the other side of this, and like it will be. It, it's just fascinating because 
things won't be the same ever again, which is normal. We always have things that do change us for whatever. But this one is pretty interesting because it's the whole wide world. How do you how do you feel about uh, when this this thing lifts up and and you're back on stage playing again with the band? I mean, how how do you think that's going to work? I don't know. All I know is I miss my band so much, and um, I do play with other band people too. Like, sure, sure. So, uh, I did have I've seen my bass player three times during this whole pandemic. We we did one gig in Tompkins Square Park, which yeah. is a park here. Then we did we did another music video with my other band over the summer, which was a pandemic miracle. We shot it on a rooftop because I I got to get my my New York City band together, and that was just oh my gosh! It was one of those things, you know, like somehow when just everything goes right, it, it doesn't happen a lot. But yeah. that was one of those things, like. It, it, somebody approached me on a Thursday and said, I'd like to shoot a music video with your band. Do you think you'd want to do it? And I was just like, let me see what I can do. And and he, he wanted to shoot that weekend and he wanted a rooftop. And, and somehow it all worked out. I got my band together. We got a rooftop. It was hot as can be. It just everything. We, and, and it was so great seeing everyone. And that happened. So then and then we got one other gig in Brooklyn outside uh, in October. And it was like the most gorgeous day. And, um, and we had a real live gig and that's the last time I've seen um, my band basically because everything else is just virtually, I don't see them because virtually you can only really do solo acoustic. You know, I do with someone who plays percussion. So at least I do get that too. So, um, yeah, and I do that like numerous times a week. So I feel like it just, I, I always feel like the gigs are just like an oil change. Like it just keeps my oil, right? Gripped, you know? So um, it's not like I'm making money from it or anything like that, but, but it's keeping me practicing and it's keeping me, you know, motivated to like remember some of my songs that I don't ever play because now I can play all the ones I never play because right. I'm not playing band <laughs> right right oh absolutely you know yeah. they, before they started shutting things down here they tried this thing uh you, you reminded me about of, of this interesting setup that they they said okay we'll let the bands play but everybody on stage has to be six feet apart so now you got to have a giant stage second of all the front row had to be further than 15 feet from the from the foot of the stage and everybody had to wear a mask except for the lead singer right and they tried that and it didn't go well. It just, you know, yeah. you know, because yeah, time, everybody's kind of. Yeah. And it just, you know, you know, and then add alcohol to the mix and, and everybody's yeah. just like, oh, here go the masks. Yeah. Then you feel you're safe when you're like, you know, uh, clubs in Long Island are open. I haven't been, but I know people that have been playing in Long Island. Really? And, and yeah. And, and someone said very similar to you, like, when they started the night, everyone was spread out. But by the end of the night, it seemed like COVID schmovid. What's that? Like, yeah. you know, exactly. And um, well, the New York music know. scene has always been a very it's I know it's a very close knit thing. And um, I think you and I are both we, we are both mutual friends with uh, Sturgis Nikitas. Oh, Sturgis and Man- Yeah, Sturgis and Mandy. They, they live here now. Yeah. And Sturgis had told me the stories of. They came on my old show a lot. Yeah. Yes. Well, they told me this story about what what it was like on a, on an average Friday or Saturday night. There'd be, 
you know, 12 to 15 bands playing in some club and they're all playing yeah. for like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And everybody at the end of the night gets like five bucks, you know, it's oh, terrible. It's just it's awful. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a little excessively, um, I mean, those gigs might happen where you're playing short, short sets like that, but um, it's usually 30 to 40 minute sets maybe. Yeah. Um, but tip bucket, you know, oh no, we it's like LA and New York are the worst places to get paid money for being an artist. Yeah, no um, kidding. yeah. I mean, on a rare occasion, you book a good gig and you make a couple of hundred bucks, you know, but... But no, it's terrible. They're right about that. And and you're sharing equipment here. Like we're lazy musicians. We plug in and play. Sure. We when we hear you need a PA, it's like, what? What do I need? A PA? I gotta bring a what now? Yeah, I, I don't even want to bring an amp. I like to plug in and like yeah. I mean, we are lazy. We are lazy musicians in this, not for playing, but for schlepping. You know, we're not used to that because we don't drive. No, you don't. No. And you got to load all your gear onto a train or a cab. Yeah, It's like, what are you kidding? Like if a venue like says, bring your gear, it's like, forget that gig. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're going to come get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but I know what they mean, but, but I'll tell you my last few gigs in March, I started bringing my own mic. Like things were getting weird. Like I yeah. always have my own mic, but I'm even lazy about that. Like it was like, oh, I'd for you know, I I'd forget it like nine out of ten times. But the last couple of gigs, I did not forget it. You know, like started wearing gloves. You know, which yeah. now they say you don't even need. But you know, I was starting to do these things that last couple of weeks. You know, but um. But they're right. We don't make a ton of money, but you got to figure out other ways to do that. I teach, like I told you, yeah. I, 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 I'm a professional beginner. I call myself. I teach beginner guitar and beginner now ukulele, <laughs> and um, I, I am a professional beginner, and I love that because I get a lot of students that were like learning, you know, theory and learning like all the technical stuff and hated it. And those are like my. I get like a lot of student dropouts i'm yeah. more into like i can i can dumb down any song i can make anything easy and um give you instant gratification so you definitely practice sometimes i have to tell my kids like i teach like wait a minute you're practicing too much I, and you know yeah. it's like a big joke you know exactly yeah what, what's like, the, the thing it's like you know rock and roll is really only two chords if you get into three you're just showing off yeah that's how i write i mean <laughs> It's true. You don't need to be so fancy. I'm, I mean, I love that my bandmates are and they make it sound a lot better because yeah. they know how to play. You know, I'm just learned to accompany myself because I was the singer songwriter for a long time. And yeah. I hated that codependency of trying to figure out songs. So I did learn how to play and then I quit my band. <laughs> and then, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because I, you know, I don't and, need and these that, people. I can do this on my own. <laughs> yeah. And now I just get so many different versions of, yeah. um, cause bands are non-blood families and it's, it's not easy, you know? And huh, I, I feel really lucky that I have a big pool of people that I can play with. And, um, now if you say I can't make that gig, it's like, okay. 
yeah. someone else will. Somebody else. Yeah. Well, that's just it. You know, it's like it's like Memphis. Everybody's played. It's just this weird incestual thing. Everybody's played with everybody. Exactly. You, know, you know. Exactly. It's good like that. I like that. Yeah, it is good. I, you know, I've I've never been a fan of those battles of the bands. Uh, I've I just because I think that that fosters too much of this kind of animosity that doesn't need to belong in the business. I mean, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to help each other out, and let's just try and keep it. I that agree. Way. I agree. You know. Totally. And it's, yeah. and, you know, and a lot of them, that's how they, that's how they write. You know, someone will come up with, some guy will come up with an idea and he's written some lyrics and he brings it to the band and then they all work on it together. And, you yeah. know, that's some of the best music you can hear is when that happens. Absolutely. Abs- collaboration is really important. Yeah. So, so, so you're not with the roulettes anymore, are you? I am with the roulettes. I am. It's just, they're all scattered. We, oh, actually, well, okay. we actually had a zoom last night, um, to promote the video and um oh my gosh we had too much fun i mean part of the zoom we edited to show to the world and part of the zoom we are keeping it private but i realized that we need a reality show the roulettes these just being with them the four of us together on a zoom i forgot how much life we have together and it's been a short-lived project but it's not over yet. Oh, I hope we get a reunion tour. We deserve a reunion tour. Oh, I think I think so. And I think you need to bring it to Memphis. You need to come play down here. Oh, my gosh. It would be great to bring the roulettes to Memphis. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I know some people. We'll get you on a good stage down here. And, oh, and, and it'll be it'll be fun. And there you can you just go. check that off your list. You've done Memphis. Oh, my, oh my gosh. I'm holding you to it. Absolutely. No, I mean, we've got places... When they're open, they're really cool places, and there's yeah, some really yeah, fun yeah. stuff. Oh no, we're we're doing it. That is on my list, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, you can slide through Nashville, do Memphis, head on over to yeah. uh, maybe Little Rock uh, and Dallas. Oh, you know, yes, that sounds great. Just oh, a straight we- shot on one highway right there, I forty, all the way over there. Oh, my dream come true. See, this is a goal that I'd love to have. Yeah, um, because it's something I really want to do. Totally. I have played in Nashville a few times, yeah. but I've never made it further uh, west. Oh yeah, this is a this is a, a in, in a very sweet way. It's a strange town. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I've, heard, I've heard things about Memphis, but I heard that it's you know when they when they do the Nashville Memphis thing, yeah. they I think that I've heard that like the more the blues and the real music is in Memphis. It is. It's. It's not. See, that's. There's. There's this misconception that making a record in Memphis is sort of like making one in Nashville. And Nashville is is known for its kind of a punch clock environment. You know, it's an eight to five yeah. gig. Here, um, you know, our studios here run twenty four hours a day when they're running. You know, it's not unheard of for an artist to step in there at two o'clock in the morning and work till daylight. You know, that's right. That's just what it. What it is, and it's real earthy and kind of raw and dirty. And I and I love yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely that's love it. More roulettes. <laughs> you'll do fine here in memphis yeah, it'll be big yes oh yes i want to come tomorrow <laughs> and i'll have you know not not one single stage in this town is chicken wire in front of it so you know they're accepting of oh, every bit of it <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll be big yeah it'll be It'll be a fine time. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And uh, you know, and you got when you come here too. You got to take that. Take a day trip down into North Mississippi and uh, and go oh. really experience some of the blues down there, oh, and, like Clarksdale, so cool. down in that down where that the the Delta is. And uh, 
uh, Harmontown, where R.L. Burnside was, was from, and the whole Burnside family that's still there. I mean, you get a, you get a little bit of that, that gravy on you, and you find out really what what America's music really is. See, that's the whole point. Exactly, exactly. It is America's music, and it and it, a lot of it and it came from the blues. Yeah. And you know, I had to take a workshop once. You know, when I was teaching, yeah. is with the kids. They made us, and when I did. Um, Wenton Marsalis yes. was the, he was teaching it. It was at um, it was at Lincoln Center. Yeah, and um, I never expected that. That's what I signed up for, and it was just so amazing how he went into the the whole thing about American music and the blues and the blues. You know, came from all that heartache. But the whole point of blues is when you sing the blues, you rid the blues, and yeah. you know the sadder it is, the happier you are because. It's purging your soul and it's getting all that stuff out. It is. To, yeah. And that's what music is. Absolutely. It's, exactly. Exactly. And it, it's it the artist. The artist benefits more than the audience does typically, you know, in a blues show. Well, it's, it's a give and take, I believe, but yeah. yes, it's a, it's, it's definitely, um, like a, a lethargic or is that the, not lethargic, uh, um, something Argic. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know what you mean. I yeah. I, What's that word? What's that word? It's um, you know it can cathartic. be yeah cathartic. Cathartic. Yeah. It, yeah. it is Sounds cathartic. Like- yeah. Sounds like yeah. no cathartic. <laughs> it is. There's a there's a bit of catharsis that goes with that. And and you'll talk to some of these guys and they'll say you know when you go into an old juke joint down in Mississippi they'll say listen uh, if it's your first time there they'll say if if you're going to be playing there they'll say look I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you five minutes. If I don't see asses moving in those seats, you're out of here. Yeah. We got to see some, we got to see some dancing going on. We got to see, you know, people having a good time. If you're just going to go up there and be all morose, it's not going to cut it. You got to put on a, you got to put on a show. Sure. You know, that sounds fun. Wow. And because of that, we all get spoiled by it. It's, it's, there's a kind of a running joke inside joke about Memphians that go to a uh, go to a show and they're easy to spot. They're the guys in the back of the room with their arms crossed and they're just kind of nodding along, you know, because they've seen we've all seen them all. You know, yeah, we've yeah, seen them come, we've seen yeah. them go. You know, yeah. Well, you need some roulettes in your life. I do and need some roulettes in my life. Do oh, I'm so happy. All of um, them. The two, yeah, it's fun. There's Tammy. Uh, Tammy is the drummer. She's the one living in Georgia now. Anne is bass. She's in New York. Maya is in Utah. She's keys and backing vocals. And um, and me, Rue, I do guitar and sing. And I'll tell you, our band came together by a total, just like my drawings. Like, I had no intention of the roulettes even. Yeah, hey, but how did this happen? Were they, were, was everybody in New York at the time? Yes, everyone wow. was in New York at the time. And my label, who I mentioned, Monterey Records, is in Baltimore. Yeah. So they like, they usually when I go to Baltimore, I go by myself and they're all musicians. So they just fill everything in. So all the songs I've released with them so far is basically me and they're my band. So they like to come up to New York once a year and do a gig because who doesn't want to play in New York? So every year I, I I organize a night for, for um, Mike, who's the owner of Monterey to come up here with his band and do a gig. So I was planning their 2019 gig and the night that I set it up for was in April, and all of a sudden, 
my bass player said, oh my gosh, I'm in another gig that I can't do it. My drummer was like, I can't do it. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to host the night. I'll just put it together and yeah. host it. Yeah. Let them have fun. So anyway, one of the bands playing, Anne was in that band. And she said, look, I'm playing that night for you. If you want me to play with you, I will. You should play. Don't not play. I'll play bass. I'll play whatever you want. So I was like, really? Now Tammy, who's a drummer, she fills in in a lot of my gigs. And I was like, let me just ask Tammy. So I was, Tammy, you free that night? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, there we go. Bass, guitar, drums. But Maya, Maya knows Tammy. It's a long, long story. It's crazy. But I know they already know each other. And she plays keys and saw me play and said, always says, I want to play with you. I want to play with you. So I said, Maya, guess what? Can you play this night? Tammy's drumming. And she's like, oh, I can. So all of a sudden, this band just happened for this gig. Then my label is there watching us. And he's like, you got to bring the roulettes to Baltimore. He, he said, I've seen you play with so many different versions. You got to bring these girls. That's and awesome. That's, yeah. That's how it happened. So it happened in April. We went down that summer and to record the song in August. And we had a bunch of gigs between April and August, like just to, they just kept happening. Like as soon as we had that one gig, like two days later, they, someone said, do you want to play the bitter end tomorrow night with the roulettes? And I was like, sure girls can you do it yeah so like it just it was one of those things where it just worked out of course we had little bumps too well sure me. yeah but um but that's what happened and now we're releasing this video that we did over the pandemic and it's just you know we're definitely definitely in dire dire desire oh <laughs> god yeah yeah you gotta get out you gotta get out on the road when all this is behind us and come down here to memphis yeah. and uh, hell yeah. I, I have a recording studio so if you want to pop in there we'll just oh. we'll make it we'll cut you a single whatever we'll, you know we'll just oh, we'll just make yes, a quick yes, record yes. and it's it's not it's nothing fancy it's just i got blues guys in there all the time so we'll just make a record you got a single you can take with you and you can start compiling all of these singles as you go and you know roulettes from the road you know or something like that's that that's exactly right okay it's all on tape here right? absolutely yeah this will stand the test of time and uh are to this rick abs- yep. absolutely hold me to it and, and, and when you get down here i'll show you i'll show you around i'll i'll i'll, uh, I'll hip you to some folks it'll be big that sounds perfect oh my gosh what a fun treat this is well sure and it's you know we're really not that far i mean you no. know memphis is in the middle of the country that's why there's so many showbiz yeah. folks that live here they, they've, they've relocated here because it's easy to fly out yes usually usually yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that, well you know like with uh uh sturgis and and mandy uh she's from yes. from the houston area he's from new york yeah. and they they just yes, came they, here to memphis. They hide them from me yeah, well you know they're busy they're making records okay. they're they're well, having fun yeah, I'll them. Abs- yeah. absolutely. No, I, 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 they were some of the first people, uh, uh, you know, when they first got here, uh, we were some of the first people they met and, uh, we've been, nice. we've been friends with them ever since. And they're, and they're absolutely yeah, lovely totally folks. Know them. I totally know them. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's, oh, that's, yeah. oh ab- absolutely. Well, uh, listen, uh, Ruth, thank you so very much for your time and, yeah. uh, I hope you had fun and we'll, we'll please stay in touch. And if there's anything I can do for you, I mean, just let me know. And uh, we'll, we'll make something happen one way or another. That sounds great. So I hope you watch the two sir with love video and uh-huh. feed the children. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, so if I just keep hitting the refresh thing, it's just going to run you out of dimes, isn't it? Uh, I don't know how YouTube works. I think they're a little slicker than that, but yeah, um, probably. 
Yeah, but you can do that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, go find it on YouTube, and uh, and it's all for a great cause. Uh, Ruth Starr, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much, and uh, we'll thank we'll see you. you soon. If you have an idea for a drawing, let me know. Uh, yeah, I'll think of I'll think of something. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe maybe I might even buy one from you. Okay, that sounds even better. All right. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, cha-ching. That's what it is. Thank you, Rue. We'll see yeah. you later. Thanks so much. You heard us talking about the song, so here it is. The Roulettes to Sir With Love. Free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. 
wizards, because it's still smoking. Must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus. So if you have a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your healthcare provider before going in. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. Jeff Krauss is here. Hello, Jeff. Hey, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me. How's everything? You know, uh, we, we're, we're fortunate here so far. Uh, Memphis is... Uh, Seems like they're, they're, I was just reading, as a matter of fact, about how things are starting to open up a little bit more. So, I, you know, we'll see. It's one of those, you just have to kind of watch and see what happens before everybody gets too excited. I think we're a little early for it, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, listen, I'm in New York, and uh, we're in the same same boat. You know, we're just uh, waiting for things to get better and, you know, things to uh, to reopen. So we're uh, we're all we're all in the same boat here. You know what I mean? You know, Memphis is a is a showbiz town, as is New York, of course. We're much you know more known for it than Memphis is, of course. But uh, what you guys have done with this fan room live thing is kind of bypass the pandemic in a way. And, and for previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com to download episodes to your mobile device. Search the show in iTunes, Player.fm, Stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or TuneIn. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. You've heard what's coming up next time on the program. going to be a big show. It'll be a lot of fun and, and all, the, all the hilarity that's going on at Radio-Memphis.com. Be sure and tune in for all of that uh, business as things come around and, and happen. So uh, that, that'll, that'll be good. We're still doing our thing. Dude, please do the same as well. You know, Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Stay the fuck over there. You know, everything's going to be fine, man. It's going to be good. I I think I can see the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. I think I think many of you can too as well. And that's good. So uh, on that, uh, I got to get out of here. I got a very busy, uh, busy day myself. And I uh, thank you for streaming and tuning in and downloading and however it is that you got the program. Tell a friend that you heard it right here from Radio Land. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com.